afternoon, good evening, good morning, screen rats. Oh, creaky chair, creaky chair. That's the new chair in the studio. Um, now, here we go. We're going up a couple of notches here, I think, this week. We have such a great guest on the podcast this week. It's the wonderful, you're not going to believe it, he is here. It's the amazing Paul Foote. Now, you know Paul Foote. If you watch uh, any kind of comedy in the UK, Australia, places like that, you're going to know who this guy is. He's got quite the uh, personality. He's absolutely hilarious. And I was lucky enough to meet up with him when he was here on tour last year, at the end of last year. And uh, we had a lovely little chat. He didn't have much time. But we got we got to it. We got to it straight away. Uh, weirdly, it starts off with a little bit of food chat, which is kind of fun. And we it leads its way into television, you'll see. And of course, go see Paul. He's on tour right now with Dissolve. Uh, the reason we held this uh, episode back is because uh, we want to have a big old February full of uh, nice names for you guys. But also his tour resumes uh, next week in early February. And go to paulfoot.tv to get tickets to see that show. That's Paul's new show, Dissolve. Now, I'm not going to moan about anything. I'm not going to talk about anything else. I, I just want to get into this episode. I'm sure you don't want to hear me whittle on today let's get straight into it it was recorded at the motel one next to the stand in newcastle uh, a few months ago so here i am talking to the amazing and hilarious paul foot it's paul foot it is paul foot it's paul foot roll up roll up welcome to television times a weekly podcast with your host me steamboatis gun we'll be discussing television in all its glorious forms from my childhood, your childhood, the last 10 years, even what's on right now. So join me as I talk to people you do know and people you don't about what scared them, what inspired them and what made them laugh and cry here on Television Times. You like that? Yes, lovely. Nice, nice ambience. Yes. They turn the music off for us anyway. So, um, yeah, we've met before, but you won't remember because I think I've heard you say you've got face blindness. Which I sometimes yes. get, but um, there was a night out in um, Edinburgh in 2017. Where oh. I just remember you jumping over my friend Coops, who doing sort of these weird <laughs> kind of <laughs> somersaults in the in Bristow Square at like well, that fun. three in the morning. Yeah. So you've come from a premiere in? Yes. Yeah, I love a premiere in. Yeah, I love it. We always go to a premiere in. Do you? You're a fan of it? Yeah. I'm in one tomorrow, and I live here. It's nice. Beds <laughs> all comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're not getting paid by them. Premier Inn, where everybody gets a great night's sleep. We're not sponsored by them, I'm just joking. But you know, I do love a Premier Inn, so you, you know what I mean? Uh, call me. Thank you for my juice. Oh, you're more than welcome. That's Evian as well. Oh, um, thank you. So yes. this podcast is all about television, Paul. Yes. So you're a similar age to me. I think you're about to be 15? Yeah, about to be Christmas Eve. Yeah, uh, it's your birthday Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yes. Christmas Eve? Wow, that must have been a... I quite liked it, really. Did you? Because I got separate presents for my you birthday, got... and it was all mixed in with Christmas. It was sort of fun, you know. Double presents? Yeah, I did, yes. You didn't end up with, like... Oh, it's got double. Oh, that's nice. My granddad was actually a Christmas Day birthday, and my brother's New Year's Eve. Yes. I always thought that wouldn't be something that people would want. It's so. brilliant time. I've got a friend whose birthday's on New Year's Day. Mm. No one really bothers with that, you know. No one's got the money left. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you suddenly release the shit films, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, if I say films or we've been up a film accident, it's a. Oh, I see. You're not allowed to say films. Well, you can, you can. But I'll but, just do that. It's yeah. fine. Beep, beep. Well, obviously, you've mentioned it a few times, but you call yourself a little bit of a vegetarian. Are you a flexitarian or.? Well, I that was a long time ago, actually. Oh, right. I did uh, think I didn't want to hurt the animals, you know. Yeah. So I. Uh, I think I went just pescatarian. Yeah, that's me. That's all I am. With just fish, yeah. but I, I, I became quite unwell. Oh. I became very thin. Right. And and I constantly had colds all the time. So you needed the protein and the B12. And then I found that if I had red meat, yeah. even if it was just once or twice a week, oh. I was much healthier. And that's why you eat, like, less fatty meat and just, like, the lean, sort of protein-y, like, well, kick for your body, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean I did, that's... 
it doesn't matter what meat it is. I think mm. that helps my health. Yeah. But I tend to eat the lean meat because I don't like all the gristle and the fat. Do you remember, like, in pork, there was this little bit of... My granddad used to pull it out and make me chew it. He said it was nature's chewing gum. It was in the pork chop. Oh, it was horrible. You know that bit in the middle? Oh, that's... And you just that, sit there go... That's, if I put that in my mouth, it makes me want to be, you know, to throw up. It's so disgusting. It's really that's what, when I was a child, that's what made me hate meat. Yeah, yeah. Those chewy bits. Me too. And the Bacon gristly fat bits. And, the... and what I, I kind of call fat gristle, but it's obviously yeah, yeah, slightly yeah. different. Yeah, but yeah. those big bits of fat that just mm. create big bits that you just chew around. It's just around. 70s, it's absolutely disgusting. If it's like a bit of duck breast mm. and you get that little bit of fat around it and it's all cooked nicely and it goes, right. that's nice. I've never but, eaten a duck. Oh, lovely. But those great big <laughs> bits of gristle, I can't stand it's it. Gristle. Gristle, that's absolutely foul. All um, pork chops, pork lamb. Chops. Lamb. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and one thing I vowed never to have again is a pork pie. I love pork pie. Do you? Because I like the meat and I like the, I love the jelly. Do you I love the jelly. Any kind of jelly, mm, including but... savoury. I love jelly. So do jelly deals in London? You have that? Oh, I don't like jelly deals. It's full no. of bones and stuff. It was always yeah. very unpleasant. I've never had eels since uh, my nan took me to a butcher once and she ordered eels and they were swimming around. And this guy just went chop, chop, chop with this big. Um, what are they called? The big square ones? Oh, like a, like, a, it's like a butcher's um, cle- cleaver? Cleaver, yeah, Is like a, a cleaver? cleaver. And just went like that, and then all the bits sort of swam to the corners, covered in blood, and I was like, I'm all right. Yeah, well, that's a bit... But I have had um, eel, like in posh restaurants, yeah. like a little bit of eel served with something, or in Japanese restaurants. Yes. That's nice. Unagi. Is that what they call it? Yeah, I think it's unagi. Unagi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I've had it by accident, I think. Sea snake. Sea snake, and... Yeah. But there's other things I don't... I don't like to eat octopus. Because no. I think that's a beautiful creature. Well, it's clever, isn't it? Yes. And I don't like to eat um, <laughs> the other ones. I like to eat lobster. Oh, I've, never, I've never had that. Lovely either. lobster. But mind you, I do sometimes have had lobster. Yeah, uh, there's all, all of these things, unless one is completely meat-free... Mm. Uh, it's all very hypocritical. Yeah, that's what it's I all, think. Yeah. All of these things one says, unless you've really, really thought it through, yeah. it's all based on emotions and sort of misconceptions and preconceptions about mm. things. Oh, well, I wouldn't eat... I wouldn't eat Oxford. <laughs> well, I, I hate... I hate, you know, I hate this bit of... You know, who knows what happened to that cow or yeah, pig or horse, you know, and... Well, that's what I think. When you eat fish, it's like, why can I eat fish, but I couldn't eat meat, you know what I mean? I don't have the same connection to it. But it looks the same when you've got the blood coming out of a salmon or whatever. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, there must be some things that are objectively less cruel, like, I don't know, for example, eating mussels. Mm. I don't think they have a big thought, you no. know. <laughs> and I think it's actually very... Some things are really bad for the environment. Yeah. Uh, in fish, certain fishing, but I think mussels is really good for the environment. Yeah. The actual process of growing them mm. and then taking and farming them, and then yeah. and I think it's actually really good. So uh, some, you know, that must be objectively, uh, you know, less cruel than eating yeah, foie gras, so. which I would never eat. No, foie, that's foie gras. You mentioned octopus and what that always reminds me. Of. Do you remember those bath mats you used to have? when we were kids and they stick them to the bottom of the bath to stop you slipping they have the suckers on the bottom oh yes that just says what an octopus looks like to me it's like I'm eating a rubber bath mat from the 70s yeah it's that's like a, it's like a big moving bath mat yeah it is <laughs> that's why it never slips those ads for Finder's crispy pancakes for instance was there anything that you saw on telly that you never got it though 
Well, I think uh, some of the things that influenced me were things like Heinz means beans mm. and things like that and other, uh, you know, because I, I would think, OK, so they're advertising Heinz mm. and they're saying beans. Yeah. And then I thought, well, there's other places that make beans. Surely yeah. they're just as good. Yeah. So that always made me never want to buy Heinz. Really? Because I always thought, well, why should I buy Heinz when I could buy other beans? So it advertised <laughs> beans to me. All right, so it didn't work on you. It didn't work on me at all. It would be the opposite effect. I like, when I do stand-up, I've literally got five minutes on Heinz. Yeah. <laughs> the price of their soup um, blows yeah. my mind right now. I'm paying 60 for 70 well, why, do, why don't you just buy... Well, I do. One of the Sainsbury's, uh, Sainsbury's ones. I do, you know? I do. My but, wife says it doesn't taste the same, but I think it does. It does, because it's made by the same factory, isn't it? I think it is. Some stuff is, like Weetabix and stuff like that. Yes, because... Yeah. Because Tesco and Sainsbury and yeah. all the other supermarkets, they obviously don't have their own all the separate Sainsbury's <laughs> factories where they're making all the beans. Yeah, exactly. So it must be made in the same place. Yeah, I think so. People say Heinz has, like, a tang to their ketchup, their beans and stuff like that, that is just not in something else. They say that with the Heinz tomato ketchup... So they, I saw a programme about it once, and yeah. there were all these people, and they were all tasting it. They were like experts who would taste the ketchup, <laughs> uh, like five of them in a panel, and they would say, mm, slight adjustment is needed to this batch and all this. And it all... Uh, but when I... T- it all tastes the same to me. Yeah, I mean, the same one tastes the same to me. I suppose, uh, obviously, that is going to be better than, than the sort of cheap... I, would, I wouldn't buy the sort of uh, the value ketchup, because no. that's not going to be very good. But if you buy a proper, own brand, decent, you know, level ketchup, I can't see it's going to be that different to the Heinz ketchup. There's nothing wrong with it. Although, actually, I do Mm. have some Heinz ketchup in my fridge because I was in a supermarket and then it was actually reduced and it was cheaper than the own brand one. Really? So that's about the only time I've ever bought it. Well, I'll admit on here, what I do is I, I have one Heinz, just sort of as a mind trick, I have an empty Heinz one that we must have bought about a year ago. I just fill it with Sainsbury's, and in my mind, it tastes like Heinz that way. You know what I mean? Yes. Another thing you can do is yeah. <laughs> save money on not getting the Heinz thing, you know, just yeah. get the own brand, and then eat caviar. I don't mean, like, the real <laughs> posh caviar. Yeah. I just mean get the... I like to have, the, you know, it's like the um, lump fish caviar, mm-hmm. salmon roe caviar. Just have that. I love, caviar, I love really? having those... So you like the disparity between the cheap and the expensive? Well, I mean, I have had the proper caviar a few times. On a Jacob's cream cracker? No, I'm sorry, store Oh, you have to have it on a little blini, don't you? Or blini. a little bit of Melba toast. Melba toast. They're all, all very yeah. delicate flavours. You can croutons out of that, yeah. But yes, I think well, there is a middle ground. You can also have the other caviar, so I like to have the other caviar as often as possible. <laughs> beep, beep. I still remember word for word certain jingles from my childhood. Did you have a favourite jingle from TV? I, I don't. Well, the, the only thing I... I can't think of one like that from an advert, but I can think of... Dun, 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 dun. LWT. Yes. It was such a good one. And it had that xylophone at the beginning. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Dun. And then it had the brass came in. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. It's such that, a good uh, tune. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And that sort of... They should bring back that jingle, because it yeah. was uh, such a good one. Is that the Thames one? Yeah, I think it was either London Weekend Television or Thames. I Thames. get confused. Yeah, they're very similar. That one was before Rainbow, in my mind. Yes. 
bungle. But uh, that was a good, that was a nice one. Nice yeah. jingle, wasn't it? Birds like potato waffles, you know that one? Birds yeah. like potato waffles, waffly versatile. Boom, 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 boom. I think there's a big difference, Steve, <laughs> between our childhoods. I think you sat there watching the adverts while I just went out. You did. I, I just went did. out as well. Yeah, I, I, I probably went in the garden and did something when the yeah, adverts maybe. were on. Yeah, I meet them now. Do you meet them now? Well, I suppose so. I don't have a television. Don't have a television. Okay, this is over. Let's. Uh... Oh, yes. <laughs> things on YouTube yeah. and I find it hilarious that um, you could get someone watching it, you put, someone puts a drama on, it might be mm. like something from, you, there's some really good things on YouTube, yeah. people upload stuff, something that was made 25 years ago that no one ever watched at the That's time, true, it's yeah. really good, so I, I love that, I much prefer it to having a television, so anyway I put that on uh, and then you get all the people writing in and saying it's a disgrace, there's so many adverts and then they say well, who would put an advert right in the middle at this particular point? They, they seem to be oblivious to two things. Yeah. One, well, three things. One, what they're watching is free. Free. Yeah. So if they don't like it, you, you, can, you can get free. Netflix and other things mm. or buy a television set or whatever you want mm. to do to watch television. You know, there's yeah. other ways of doing it. Yeah. So, A, what they're getting is for free and mm-hmm. it's a bonus. B... The person who put the thing up didn't decide where the adverts go. No. That's YouTube doing that. Three, (laughs) three, you can easily get an ad blocker, which costs no money at all, and it goes on and blocks all the adverts out. Some of them it doesn't quite manage to block. Or what what it will sometimes do is um, it will, like an advert will try to come on, Mm. but it doesn't, it doesn't really start. But there's no sound, and so there's just a slight delay. So if you're right. playing a piece of music, you might have to wait for 20 seconds before it starts gotcha. while it sort of holds back an advert. And, of course, if you do have to wait 20 seconds for the piece of music to play or all the, the drama to start, hmm. you can remind yourself that it is a free service. <laughs> Don't and also about it. remind yourself <laughs> that you can use those 20 seconds to remind yourself that, you know, we're all on this planet once and you just got to make the most of it and just be in the present and enjoy every moment of our lives and not moan all the time. <laughs> at the moment with my show Dissolve which is all about big change that happened in my life last year I'm really enjoying touring it around the country yeah and other countries and it's a it's a show that's obviously funny it's a comedy show but it's a show that also I think touches a lot of people about all sorts of things about mental health and mental illness struggles. Mm. And I think it's a show that uh, people will find very uplifting. People come up afterwards, and I'm used to them saying that's funny, and lots of people still say it's funny, of course, but they also say that they were affected in a positive way by it and that they they were touched uh, by some of the ways I described the things. Yeah, you're showing a different side to yourself as well, so the public that have this perception of you yes well it's it's important uh, to I've never done that before in a show I've never talked about anything that was remotely personal Mm. or autobiographical so uh, yes it's a whole uh, it's a a different sort of show, it still has obviously all the surreal flights of fantasy and ridiculous things that I'm known for but it has other another uh, string to the bow as well. Yeah, your line isn't it you said uh you now feel joy and the secrets of life have been revealed to you. Yes, that's, uh, that's right, yes, I... So you now see the world in a very different way. I do see the world in a different way since what happened to me last yeah. year. In the show, I tell everyone yeah. 
what happened to me last year yeah, on, the no 20, on, here. Yeah. on the 20th of March, mm. 2022, at 4.59pm. That's all revealed in the show. So go and see him live to find out what that is. Because you're not going to find out on here. I love that you have this fascination with Angela Lansbury. <laughs> It just keeps coming up yeah, she, as, a, as a reference. Yeah, I don't know why. She's always become some sort of focal point. She's, yeah. she's mentioned in a couple of different bits of comedy, yeah. bits I've done recently on, on Australian TV, and, mm. and also at, at Christmas time I, I do secret shows. Yeah. They're secret because they're only just to people, connoisseurs, mm. who are members, members of my fan club who are yeah. on, my, on my mailing list sort of thing. And uh, I do these secret shows to them and... And traditionally, there's always a, an Angela Lansbury story yeah. about some, someone who wants to meet Angela Lansbury and some sort of bizarre thing has happened. And another person who features heavily in secret shows and, and also in other bits of my comedy, Judy Murray. Judy Murray. He also features, is often mentioned in secret shows. I had a whole secret show recently based on Scottish themes hmm. that was uh, almost entirely based around Judy Murray. Uh, taking a bus in in Suffolk, right, and uh, and and also I have had comedy in the past that I've done on stage about Judy Murray being fired into space <laughs> as a sort of astronaut, okay, sort of sort of permanently in orbit on the Earth. That's that I like. Yeah, you know, I like the. I always think that the idea of Judy Murray orbiting the Earth. You say, oh, there's Judy. There's something comforting about it. Yeah. In the same way, I, I've also got... I, I was talking about it on stage yesterday, and in my show I have a piece of art that I show the audience based yeah. on the, the ghost of Keith Chequin past. And I, 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 I always like to... I forget he's dead. Yeah, he is dead, <laughs> but, uh, you know... Black, black, black. I, I, don't, I don't like to... You know, I think a lot of people don't like to accept that Keith is completely gone. I think a lot of people feel... <laughs> that Keith Chegwin is here with us. And so many times I might be, I don't know, at the train station, having some problem fiddling around <laughs> trying to find the right ticket. Yeah. And I just think, help me, Keith. <laughs> Yeah, Murder, yeah. She Wrote is the most hilarious programme. It's all... Like, I, I find those murder mysteries yeah. on TV all... And, there's, of course, there's so many versions of them. There's now that, it's a massive trope. I mean, it's everything's a whodunit. Everything's, everything's yeah. a whodunit. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're all sort of much more modern now mm. and kind of gritty. Slick. And you get those some Scandinavian ones <laughs> where they're all speaking in Danish with subtitles, all yeah. that sort of stuff. I watch those. And you get all <laughs> yeah. of those, but they all have the same... Yeah. Well... Agatha Christie's a bit different. Agatha mm. Christie works by, on a technical level, I think uh, she worked out that the, the brain can only follow about three or four subplots properly. Right. So if she had about nine or ten characters, yeah. you soon get confused about who it was and it, it, you can actually bamboozle people. So that's sort of her method. Right. But then you get most of the murder mysteries. Yeah. It's all done by the same method. It's a very simple, straightforward story yeah. that is told sort of back to front and with things that come out much later. Mm -hmm. like, like, you know, like, for example, you might watch... And they all use the same technique, and it's absolutely ridiculous when you watch <laughs> it. So you may be watching some murder mystery, yeah. and you've been it might be several episodes, yeah. and you've watched episode one, and it's all... Big mystery, how did this body end up in this, in this? 
a disused warehouse and they can't identify and then episode two there's more revelations and there's some subplot to do something and they put in some subplot which are always the same tropes like it's always uh, an unconventional detective who bends the rules but gets results and it's always uh, the boss of the detective who just wants to sign off the case and he says you're off the case you're not doing a good job, but yeah. the detective decides to go behind their back and carry on with the investigation. Yes, that's true. The that's so true. It's the same thing. And the DA is on his ass if it's American. And, and all that stuff, yeah. <laughs> the DA is on him. And then, and then there'll be something like, the person who killed was Emily Frog, and, the, and there was in some other character. It'll be like a name like... Uh, uh, it'll be uh, Annabelle Jacobs, and then there'll be... Uh, but then they'll say, um, Froggy, whatever it was, I've forgotten the name of the person who died. Yeah. Stephen, Emily Frog, or whatever it was. Emily Frog. Uh, was in an affair with, with uh, Bella something. Yeah. This will go on, you'll be watching several episodes of it, and then okay. suddenly someone will say, oh, oh, that's right, and then they'll say, on the, in blood, on the wall, will be written, B.F. or something. Yeah. And then there's all this talk about Annabelle so-and-so. And then later they'll say, hang on, Annabelle's maiden name was Fletcher. It begins with an F. And then they'll say, hang on, Annabelle can also be shortened to Bella. <laughs> then they'll say, BF, oh my God, Annabelle Smith was Bella Fletcher all along. We've been looking in the wrong place. Yeah. And they could have just, they could have worked that out within minutes of yeah. the start. Ten it's, it's really not that complicated. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. But for some reason, it took them all those episodes to find out when it could all have been wrapped up literally within 10 minutes. It's a very simple story. Beep, beep. I like things where you see things all in different... Like, I love the story of the Titanic. The Titanic's such a brilliant... Yeah. It's not just a story, actually. Yeah. It was it like a tragedy and yeah. actual human beings died <laughs> and stuff, but it's a long time ago. It was like, it's got all the ingredients, hasn't it? Yes, and I've seen, like, um, the, the Titanic when it's told from like you see the same story every time because you know what's going to happen yeah yeah but each time it's told from a different like first you see it from the point of view of this first class passenger Mm -hmm. and then you see it from the point of view of a maid who's who's in third class but you you see all the same scenes but sort of filmed from a different direction and you see the same dialogue yeah, I like that. And I like all that's very clever. Yeah, what was the did you ever watch The Affair? The show The Affair? That I was very good. That. that was very good. Oh. You should check it out. It's exactly that. It's about a guy who basically has a fair, it's more than that because it goes over a number of seasons. But whatever happens, you see every show is sort of split in half and you see it from two different perspectives. It's pretty good. And they even have different dialogue because people have interpreted it differently and all of that. Oh, that's mm. clever. And I always used to like hustle. I loved Hustle. Because it was so well, cleverly done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there would always be, you'd see it, but you'd never be able to guess it. Yeah. Because there were loads of things they kept back from us. Yeah, till the end. Until the end, until the until the very end the when it would be revealed. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could sort of guess roughly what was it. Well, you always knew there was going to be some massive twist. Yeah. And so it was sort of very light-hearted because you were never too concerned no. that anything terrible was going to happen. Yeah. But you always knew that there was going to be some twist and you always thought how can there be because they would make it look as if mm. there was no possible way that they could possibly succeed yeah. or get out of this scrape yeah. but you knew that they would do somehow yeah. and there would be some unbelievable reveal it was marvelous it was great i loved it it was like a sexy show wasn't it it was just a fun sexy show 
They don't really do those anymore. Fun, caper, sexy shows. Yes, and of course the only thing... Well, I don't, you, you might disagree with me on this, Steve, but the only thing is I always find in these programmes, whether it's murder mystery, whether it's hustle or whatever it is, mm-hmm. these subplots, which is all about some sort of sexual tension between two characters, building up over several yeah. episodes, and I find it really boring. It's, you can see it a mile away these days, I think. You can see it a mile away. Yeah. They had it in Hustle. There was uh, a man and a woman, and they were both thieves, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they... I saw it the other day, <laughs> Boiling Point, um, with the new TV show with Stephen Graham. It was a fantastic TV show version of the film. But in it, the lead woman who's basically running the restaurant, she just looked a little bit funny at the girl that was doing the dishwashing. And I went, they're going to fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And by the end, spoilers here, don't listen, but um, they literally get off with each other at the end. And it's like, well, I saw that. I saw the bit where you sowed that seed and it was boring. It was spoon fed, you know? Yes, now a friend of mine, he did um, film studies at university. Hmm. So he has a much better eye than me. So we were watching some murder mystery or something. Yeah. And he'll see things and he'll say, oh, there was that obvious shot when it was through the window and you saw someone in the background. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. And so he'll know from within five minutes who was right. the murderer. Because it's nearly always. It's so predictable. They all do the same thing, don't they? Yeah. They always initially say, oh, this suspect is clearly so-and-so, he's got loads of convictions, yeah. and he was on the scene, and it's obviously not him. No, no. What and is it, it? The double bluff. Well, sometimes occasionally it is, but not normally. It's boring. Oh, it's What's the guy? Right. It normally isn't. It normally, yeah. they just arrest him, and he's very uncooperative and says things like, I know my rights, <laughs> and they say... BBC One Gun. I mean, it's always there's some bit when they're interviewing someone, when the police go and talk to someone. Yeah. And then there's always some bit when maybe uh, there's like a like a housewife in the background is just doing the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's her. It's clearly her. And then yeah. later at the end, and and you know also yeah. because the person playing the housewife is like quite a good act actor. Mm. And you think, oh, I've seen her in loads of stuff. She's, kick off later. she's a real good one. Yeah, yeah. And you know there's going to be a scene later where she, she they find out it was her, yeah. and then they bring her to the police station, and then she breaks down and says, oh, you you must understand why I did it and all that. <laughs> and then she does lots of crying and yeah. stuff, and you just think, yeah, they're finally getting their money's worth. Yeah. Because they paid her to do the washing up for six episodes. She's a top actress, yeah, yeah. and you can't just have her in the background making a t- doing a table. <laughs> and you know anyway, because even when she's doing the like laying the table, yeah. she's giving little glances over, you know. Yeah. And when they're asking questions like, "Where were you that night?" and you could see, you yeah. could see she knows. She, she slows knows. down, drying a plate slowly. Yes. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the editing, um, being able to see uh, who the. Murder is because you reminded me of how I feel when I watch something like, say I watch The Apprentice or something like that, one of those kinds of shows, I do watch it occasionally. I can always tell who's about to get fired immediately by the editing of whatever they're showing you because they focus too much on that person or they don't or they do something and I always call it right. I'm like, that's the... But I I stopped watching The Apprentice because it became so predictable Mm. because every single time uh, they would have the the two teams. Yeah. And it's all set up anyway. Yeah. You know, they don't actually have free choices. They have to choose between two binary things that are given to them. Yeah. And they're set up to fail in many ways. Uh, But they would always make it look like one team is a total disaster Mm -hmm. and the other team, not, not going so well, but seems all right. Yeah. And every single time they would flip it around 
the team that looked like a disaster actually won that and the true, other team it? hadn't. And it was always the same. You could always tell it a mile off. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and every single episode was the same. And I used to think, well, how stupid do they think we are? <laughs> I mean, do they think that we don't have any memory at all? Do yeah. they think we're goldfish? Yeah. So I stopped watching it then. And you really. can't believe in any of those companies he invests in some, like, you know, Botox injection clinic or something, whatever he's doing there. But you could go, you're, you're big in Australia, you could go on the celebrity one in Australia. Oh, Ross, celebrity, um... Apprentice, they do on there, don't they? Ross Noble was on it. Oh, well, see, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would like it's to go on something like that. Yes. What do you think will be the top TV show on television in 2050? 2050, right, so in about 30 years. Yeah, what's on? What are people watching? I, well, I think I'll have to work by process of elimination. Uh-huh. I don't think it's going to be reality TV. I mean, that reality TV sort of had its day, isn't yeah. it? Sort of on the way down. It's becoming a bit more like adventure TV, like SAS and things like that. Yes, and everything yeah. got, it's got to be glitzier and more mm. and more twists. Yeah, shiny. All right, will they still be making murder mysteries with the same... Maybe they'll do real murder mysteries, but actually they do kill someone. <laughs> Channel 4 will do it. Yes, maybe. Yes, I think Here I can go. see what it will be. Go on. Because, of course, got married at first sight. A prisoner, a murderer. Killed yeah. at first light. Someone killed at first light. Killed at first light. Oh, mate, that's gonna, you should pattern that immediately. Yeah, so each, <laughs> your pension. each day someone is murdered. First thing, they wake up in the morning. Right. And there's someone over them with a big knife and they say, right. you, you, you're going to be famous, but dead famous, you know. <laughs> and then they're murdered and then... They'll have to sort of have, like, not like The Apprentice, but there'll be teams who decide on uh, the method of death, depending on what the crime was, maybe. Yeah, I think... Uh, so Anton Deck will host it, obviously. Yeah, Anton... Old men. And, and occasionally the twist will be that they were the actual murderers. <laughs> yeah, I like and that. I think that will be... So uh, death at first light. Death at first light. That's brilliant. Well, so what will happen is, this is my prediction on the back of that, so the Tories will surprisingly win the 2024 election, Sorella Braverman will bring in, what's it called, death penalty, and then Channel 4 will pitch this and then, then it will happen. Yeah, so what you're saying, of course, you're saying is that it's a funny idea, but it's um, painfully... Possible. Possible, <laughs> and therefore... Not very funny at all. Well, Naked Attraction got on telly, so, you know, everything is possible now. Have yes. you seen that? Yeah, I have seen Naked Attraction. What do you think of that? Just a quick soundbite, because we talk about it a lot, but it's fucking mental, isn't it? Well, it is madness, isn't it? <laughs> but I always think that... Um, I always think, of course, in the case of... I don't want to get too much and drawn into this sort of no, discussion, no, 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 but no. in the case of the men, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's obviously, for legal reasons, the, the flaccid penis... Oh, yes. But you can't really judge a penis by the flaccid state. I mean... So maybe by 2050 they'll have the uh, a late-night version, which will be um, Naked Attraction Erect. Yeah, I've seen so few. In fact, I think I've seen most of them on that television programme. Yeah. You know how... Well, you probably don't know, because you're, you're uh, I think, married to a, a woman. A woman yeah, yes, but I don't but still, know. the women look... At nothing looks good when it's like that. But it's, it's obviously... Shop, isn't it? Slightly different to the male thing, where there was a binary up or down state. But yeah, the, nobody wants to look at any of it really that close up. I know, but like, sometimes I've been going out with a gentleman, and then it could be several months in, and yeah. and then you see the flaccid penis because it's something like we've got to get ready for a train or something, and, yeah. and then you just think, "What's that? I've never seen that before." <laughs> so, in fact, really. I mean, that would be the last thing you'd want to see, wouldn't it? Yeah. So if I was... I mean, it would run a mile off if you see that. It's a frightening sight. 
a flaccid penis is an absolutely... In a glass box. Oh, it's shocking. Six flaccid penises sometimes. Yeah, six of them, yes. <laughs> How are you so, supposed to choose? I suppose you choose the one that you would think, well, if I were to see that six months into the relationship, that would be the one that would shock me the least. Time for one more? Oh, yes, yes. One more. OK, here we go. If you could embody a character from TV for 24 hours and you'd actually be that character, a fictional character, who would it be? Yes, a character from TV... Who would I, yes. Who would be... Who would be... Jessica Fletcher, don't say no. I'm just joking. Who would be a really fun character? I'd like to be one that's got a lot of power, where I could do all sorts of things. Could I be... Could I be um, the ghost from Rent-A-Ghost? Yeah. Because I... I, I, I've always thought... I'd, I'd love Rent-A-Ghost. Yeah, I used to love Rent-A-Ghost. Mr Claypole. And I watched, watched it as a child, but I found it also deeply disturbing. Mm. It was weird. Yes. It was kind of creepy. It definitely got into your dreams and stuff. It was really frightening. Yeah. And that horse, dobbing the horse. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I'd like to be a ghost. I th- I'd love to be able to waft around and just... and be all invisible... Yeah. I'd love to be invisible. That was my, my answer is David McCallum in The Invisible Man, the 70s It's the same answer. Same kind of idea, yeah. yeah. I'd love to be invisible and just to be able to go and, like, maybe if people are having a meal in a restaurant, yeah. just be standing there and hear what they're all saying. It'd be so fascinating. <laughs> it would, I mean, people probably think this is awful what I'm saying. because no, I think it's exactly what like, most people would want. Is it? It's like yeah, the terrible right. part of human nature. Yeah. But I'd love to be able to just waft around and, and observe people. Yeah. And, and see what they're doing. And, like, just move their things on their plates. Oh, yeah, that would be really fun. Because <laughs> if I was... I'd, I'd have to be really confident I was truly invisible. Yeah. But I'd, I'd, I'd want to be, know that I was invisible, but also... I wouldn't want to be have an invisibility cloak on me no. whereby I was still physically there mm. and they could then grab me and I'd be a bit scared. So no physical form, just... No, that's why I wanted to be a ghost. Yeah. So I, but I could still move things. With your mind. Yeah, and sort of, or maybe, I don't know, my hands sort of move things, even though they're not real. I don't know how it works exactly. (laughs) But uh, it would be fun, wouldn't it? But I wouldn't want to really scare people. No. It'd be nice to steal, like to go around stealing as well as a ghost or... Yes, it would be. I'd like to, I wouldn't want to steal exactly, but I would like to, and I wouldn't want to scare people. No. But I'd like to do things where I felt like I was righting a wrong like maybe taking something back to its rightful owner. Mm. Because I could observe things, you see. I could see someone doing a burglary, and then I could see where they went. Yeah. And then I could take the things back. And if there was something where I felt someone had done a bad thing, I might do things just to unsettle their mind a bit by moving things around. Stacking chairs up. Yeah, (laughs) making them annoyed or whatever. They've stolen something and then... It goes missing, and then they're all annoyed. It's a great answer. Yeah, that's what I would. That was what I'd like to do for twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours. Not not very much time, is it? No. Do I sleep in that time? Or no, I... no, you can't sleep. You go no. enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm awake. Like you say, you enjoy every moment of your life. Enjoy yeah. every moment of your death. Well, as a ghost, I suppose you don't need to sleep, do you? You just be a ghost all the time, twenty-four-seven. That sounds exhausting. Yeah, we don't need to sleep, do you? Because you haven't got any... Uh... <laughs> do you sleep well? Are you a good sleeper? Yeah, I do sleep well. I go mm. into the bed and sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that. That's a mad answer. I love it. 
Okay, cool. I'm going to let you go because I know you're. I know you're busy. You got to get yourself to Aberdeen. 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 Lots of whiskey. You drink whiskey? You don't drink. Do you yeah, drink I like whiskey. Like whiskey. Yeah. yeah, it's a good place for it. All right, well, thank you for coming on the podcast, and I will. Oh, thanks, Steve. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been a really fun chat. Sorry, it's been so short. Uh, unless you want to do one more, you want to do one more? No. Do we'll just do one more? Very quick. One very more. Quick. quick. Yes. Very quick question. What's the funniest thing you ever saw on TV? The funniest thing. Well, I always think that funniest things. I mean, what, what, you know. Nothing is funnier than people falling over and stuff like mm-hmm. you've been framed. Yeah. In a way, one thinks, well, why are there comedians? Because no one laughs more than watching someone f- fall over. <laughs> or a cat jump on them. Or... Comedians are there, I suppose, because they make people laugh, but also think about things in a different way. It's yeah. a different sort of laughter. Of but nothing is funnier than, I don't know, a load of people, like those ones when it, I love anything to do with weddings. <laughs> Where the wedding cake collapses. falls down. Or when they're all in their all in their wedding outfit, yeah, yeah. standing on some sort of jetty, <laughs> and then the jetty falls in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but it's awful if you think about what's happening yes. to those people. And there was one when uh, once it was like a student in a student house, and he's had a plate of baked beans in his hand, and he sat down, beans, and, the, yeah. and the be- baked beans <laughs> went all over him. Were they hands? Uh, probably. Good call, man. And, and, uh, and, and, and uh, but I've never found that clip again. I've searched for it, and I, I can't. Baked beans in lap. Baked beans in lap, and it's the, the funniest part? thing I've ever seen. Really? And I can't find that clip. I mourn not being able to see that clip. Okay, so if anyone knows where that clip is or finds a link to it, uh, Instagram, Paul. Yes, please. <laughs> All right, thanks, Paul, for coming on to Television Times. Thanks, Steve. Foot, a hilarious comedian, brilliant guy, really fun. You've got to go check him out, man. He's so funny. If you don't know him, check all his stuff out online. Uh, clips, specials, it's all there. He's on all the panel shows in the UK and Australia as well. And he's just a fucking funny guy. And it was great to meet him and, and catch up. That was so, so cool. I just want to interject here, just in case you don't stick around for the song. Uh, next week's guest, you're not going to believe who we've got. You are not going to believe it. So please come back. And thanks for sticking with me so far. Beep, beep. So, to our outro track today it is a song called ghosts of the sidewalk it is one of my favorite songs i ever wrote i wrote it started writing in about 2004 and finally recorded it in japan in 2006 so this version was recorded in tokyo so here we go this is ghost of the sidewalk
from the album We Are Animals, written by myself and recorded in Japan in 2006. Now, come back next week, because if you thought today's episode was incredible, next week's is also incredible. I'm not taking anything away from either, but they're both fucking amazing. Uh, next week's guest is awesome. Uh, please come back. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time. Mm-hmm.